I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Cultivating a Lifestyle of Generosity, Part 3, Lavish Gifts of Time and Service. When it comes to being generous, currency isn't the only resource available for sharing. The gift of time is another commodity in which we may acquiesce or alternately refuse to practice generosity. Because each of us only has a finite number of days on this earth, how we spend our time and that generosity matters a great deal. One of the biggest challenges we face as we try to manage our time in a godly way involves how differently God views time compared to the rest of the human race. For God, the long view involves timetables from an alpha and omega standpoint. For the created one, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day, as we are reminded in Psalm 94. This eternal perspective is helpful as we remember that when Christians die, they live for all eternity. I love how Ecclesiastes 3.11 sheds light on this divine, elusive perspective. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. But the shorter view of the finite provision of time that God has given each one of us on earth is vastly different. The New Testament portion of the Bible is filled with cautionary verses about time. One of the most motivating is recorded in John 9, 4. Jesus said, As long as it is day, we must do the works of Him who sent me. And Jesus is referring to God there, His Father. Night is coming when no one can work. And in Mark thirteen thirty two to 33 Jesus warns, About that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when the hour will come. And when Jesus spoke those words, he was still living on earth and indeed did not know the day or hour. And now that he has ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, he has that knowledge. We are indeed instructed as we approach the literal end of time on earth for each one of us. We must remember that we will also be limited as to what kind of kingdom work we can accomplish. David petitions the Lord to ask for his help in Psalm 90.12. There he says, Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Remembering such verses is helpful as we inch closer to the end times. In addition to perceptions of time, another problem we face with our time management involves our continual distractibility. So many things compete for our attention. Work, family activities, and hobbies come to mind. Then there are less pressing, and some might say even downright frivolous, competitors in the time arena. Phone scrolling, gaming, and channel surfing are a few of the time-burning pursuits that do little to advance personal goals or help others. We are told in Colossians 3.2 to set our mind on things above, not on earthly things. When we set our minds on using time wisely to commune with God and help others, we are in His perfect will. It's interesting to note that the short and long views appear to oppose one another. This is because we are to some extent blind regarding both views of time. 
We know we won't live forever, but we don't always maximize our lives moment to moment, as if each day might be our last. And when it comes to the long view, sometimes we rest on our laurels, imagining we have oodles of time to accomplish a long-term goal, and put off investing that time in to accomplish it for another day that sadly may never come. But we know from James 4.14 that each of our lives amount to a mist that appears for a little while and vanishes. That's a sobering thought, but a necessary one to ponder. In light of how precious time is, how and where and when can we give of it wisely? We'll look at three places where our time investment will reap dividends in this series, but in this episode, I want to focus on giving time to people. You may give the gift of time in a phone call to an aging parent with your listening ear, or you may take a lonely widow to lunch or bring a meal to a sick friend. If you use your connections to unite an unemployed friend with a company looking to hire, you've given time to help both in important ways. Gifts of your time and attention serve to meet the needs of friends and acquaintances. When you offer them, you honor God by putting their needs ahead of your own as you selflessly manage the gift of time that God has given you to help them. Join me in practicing mindfulness when it comes to managing how we give time to others as we try to meet their needs and honor God. I'd like to read now an excerpt from my first book, The Trap Door. And this excerpt is entitled, Distance from God Between Heart and Head. You've probably heard before that distance between your mind and heart is infinitely longer than the 12 inches or so that it measures. Our mind knows not to reach for that chocolate bar, but our heart, but our heart aches with longing and leaves the mind's reasoning in the dust. But when it comes to matters of God, this distance can be disastrous. The God-shaped hole in everyone's heart is not always sensibly cared for by the mind, and sometimes our mind even creates a barrier. There is a reason why, in Colossians 3.2, we read that we must set our minds on things above, not on earthly things. Self-help books, and even some misguided theologians, are filled with suggestions that everyone needs to achieve divine inner peace within themselves. When we trust in our own decision-making or let our own feelings and thoughts wander, though, we are not inclined to drift to God. We can't expect our boats to float to their destinations. We must follow a map. Or, one step further, we must follow the course of the map's cartographer. We didn't make the map. We aren't the cartographers. We are the travelers. And God is the map-maker. Fortunately, our cartographer Jesus Christ has laid out each journey for those whose names are written in His glorious book of life. Though no two journeys will look alike, He does supply tools and blueprints for how we can all build and prepare our inner temples to fully receive Him. As we set our minds on things above, not on earthly things, we immerse ourselves in His Word, surround ourselves with His people, and reduce the focus on things of this world, and onto things of God's. You've probably heard the saying that if you feel far away from God, guess who moved? The antidote for feeling distanced from God is to modify your schedule, maximize your time, exposure, and even your goals to reflect your love to God and devotion to Him through the servicing acts of others. Just saying you believe in God does not make you a Christ follower. One look at a person's calendar can tell any casual observer what is important to that person in an instant. Next, we remind ourselves 
of our divine objective, seeking God unceasingly. Proverbs 8.17 says, A heart who seeks God finds him. You might read this and think of a friend or relative who seems to be seeking something that continues to elude them. We all have a hole inside of us that we try to fill with a variety of things. In reality, God designed us with a soul designed to be filled with His love. Those who don't have a relationship with Jesus tend to fill this hole with everything but the one true God. But we don't casually gravitate toward holiness any more than we are inclined to stumble onto God. The path seeking God requires direction. Such a desire must be properly guided, perhaps by another Christian, and certainly by the Holy Spirit's divine intervention. This is precisely why we need to keep all seekers continually on our radar so that we can help guide them in their life journeys, always pointing to the one who gave us our hope and even asking God to continually renew, direct, prevent, and assist in the mind-to-heart distance from wreaking havoc in our spiritual journeys. And the keys to kingdom living are keep your mind and heart God-focused as you cling to Him and give glory to God in your devotion and by example to others. And the doorpost is, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 7. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.